morning and welcome to our service. There's an up and down to life in this curious time between winter and spring, between lockdown and roadmaps. One day it's warm and sunny and the next day cloudy and cold. We long to get out and stretch our legs and enjoy spring, but lockdown like winter continues to hold us in its grip. In the ups and downs of life, we join our voices, virtual and present, in worshipping God and giving thanks for the blessings in our lives. We are gathered together as the family of God to offer praise and thanksgiving, to ask forgiveness of our sins, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world, and to seek God's grace, that through Jesus Christ our Lord and in the power of the Holy Spirit, we may give ourselves to God's service. Let us come before God confessing our sins and seeking God's forgiveness. You raise the dead to life in the Spirit. Lord, have mercy. You bring pardon and peace to the broken in heart. Christ, have mercy. You make one by your spirit the torn and divided. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, all we long for is before you, and our deep sighing is not hidden from you. But we acknowledge our wickedness. We are filled with the sorrow at our sin. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver us. O Lord, make haste to help us. May the Lord forgive what we have been, help us to amend what we are, and direct what we shall be, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, with God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit, we worship you. We give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world, have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Collect and the readings for the third Sunday of Lent. Merciful Father, we have no power in ourselves to help ourselves. When we are discouraged by our weakness, give us strength to follow Christ, our pattern and our hope, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 18 to 25 Christ the power and the wisdom of God for the message about Christ's death on the cross is nonsense to those who are being lost but for us who are being saved it is God's power the scripture says 
I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and set aside the understanding of the scholars. So then, where does that leave the wise or the scholars or the skillful debaters of this word world? God has shown that his, this world's wisdom is foolishness. For God in his wisdom made it po- impossible for people to know him by means of their own wisdom. Instead, by means of the so-called foolish message we preach, God decided to save those who believe. Jews want miracles for proof, and Greeks look for wisdom. As for us, we proclaim the crucified Christ, a message that is offensive to the Jews and nonsense to the Gentiles. But for those whom God has called, both Jews and Gentiles, this message is Christ, who is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For what seems to be God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and what seems to be God's weakness is stronger than human strength. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel is from John chapter 2, beginning at the 13th verse. When the Passover feast, celebrated each spring by the Jews, was about to take place, Jesus traveled up to Jerusalem. He found the temple teeming with people selling cattle and sheep and doves, and the loan sharks were also there in full strength. Jesus put together a whip out of strips of leather and chased them out of the temple stampeding the sheep and the cattle, upending the tables of the loan sharks, spilling coins left and right. He told the dove merchants, get your things out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a shopping mall. That's when his disciples remembered the scripture, zeal for your house consumes me. But the Jews were upset. They asked, what credentials can you present to justify this? Jesus answered, Tear down this temple, and in three days I will put it back together. They were indignant. It took 46 years to build this temple, and you're going to rebuild it in three days? But Jesus was talking about his body as the temple. Later, after he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered he had said this. Then they put two and two together and believed both what was written in the scripture and what Jesus had said. Give thanks to God for this, his glorious gospel. One year ago, on the third Sunday in Lent, 2020, I prayerfully prepared St. Paul's Church in a way that I would normally do on Maundy Thursday. I stripped the church in preparation for Good Friday, Little did we know, as we worshipped in church on that Sunday, little did we know that we would not be together in church again until the 2nd of August. Back then, one long year ago, I said that we should see this time as an early start to Holy Week, a place of limbo, a place of uncertainty, a place of waiting as the COVID-19 pandemic unfolded. So, here we are, 12 months later, still in Holy Week. Still in that place of waiting for events to unfold. Still in a place of uncertainty. 
I said then, and it bears repeating, that we are in our hearts Easter people, who in the midst of anxiety and suffering, hold fast to the promise and hope of new life, of resurrection. So today we are still in Holy Week, however long it lasts. None of us could have imagined a year ago that we would still be here, waiting and longing, living with uncertainty. Setting out his theological stall in a letter to the Romans, Paul, in his usual robust, straightforward way, tells it like it is. He says, We boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. We have turned to scripture many, many times in the difficult weeks and months of this past year. Some questions remain the same and some are new. Some questions have been answered and others not. Are we, like the Israelites, still quarreling among ourselves? Do we selfishly hoard resources like vaccines rather than considering the needs of other poorer countries? Are we still asking ourselves, is the Lord among us or not? Have we allowed or even encouraged our communities to fragment, to be torn apart? And will social isolation become so embedded in our society that many of us, especially older folk, will end up like a Samaritan woman, outcast and alone? Or have we learned to share and ease each other's burdens? Is there a place here for righteous anger at mistakes and injustices and inequality in our society? I wonder, as I hoped and prayed 12 months ago, that we would discover our very best selves to hold our communities together. And today there are even more pressing questions about the future, about what we value, about what we cherish, about what we would protect at all costs, and about what we want to take forward with us into a new future. Still, I stand with Paul in believing that hope does not disappoint us. Here we are approaching Holy Week again. But the days of Maundy Thursday, Good Friday and Holy Saturday, particularly are a time of waiting, a time of unknowing, a time of uncertainty, when all you can do is sit at the foot of the cross, sit with the suffering of others and pray. We pray for ourselves, we pray for our communities, and we cling tightly to the hope that does not disappoint us. In so many ways, we are still here at the foot of the cross, even with the success of vaccines. Just now, Easter still seems a long way off in the distance, but now with brighter hope on the horizon as the vaccines are rolled out. For now, we continue to sit at the foot of the cross, looking after each other with care and compassion. There are still tough times ahead, and we are very likely to be sitting at the foot of the COVID-19 cross for many more weeks, months, if not years to come. We continue our vigil, sitting at the foot of this cross together as a Christian presence in our communities. Whatever happens in the year ahead, 
we need to hold fast in the hope in Christ Jesus that does not disappoint. Amen. Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, you promise through your Son Jesus Christ to hear us when we pray in faith. Dear Lord, this season of Lent feels very different this year. Many of us feel we have pared our lives down to the bare essentials and already given up so much. As we bring these feelings before you, help us to focus on the true meaning of this period of preparation for Easter. May we remember that we are blessed with God's unfailing love. We are saved by God's Son through baptism and we are sustained by the God's Holy Spirit during our own wilderness times. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the church throughout the world, and especially closer to home. We give thanks for Mark, our Bishop and Primus, and for Cathy here at St Paul's. We continue to pray for your strength to them, as they continue to guide and care for us all. We give thanks for Elizabeth, our Queen and Head of our Church. And as Prince Philip remains in hospital, we pray for his recovery. Strengthen all your Church in the service of Christ, that those who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we come into springtime and notice the plants flowering and the singing birds nesting, may we be inspired to do our bit to look after our planet's resources. At this time of worldwide pandemic, we pray for all nations to work together to defeat, defeat the coronavirus and especially to share our out vaccines. We pray for the leaders of our countries as they seek to help manage the challenges of the economic impact of the virus in travel, manufacturing, hospitality, energy and so many other industries. Give wisdom to all in authority and direct this and every nation in the ways of justice and of peace that we may honour one another and seek the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for all key workers and volunteers who continue to make such a difference in the response to COVID. 
This week, we give a special thanks to those who have enabled a speedy vaccine rollout. We pray that all people will continue to obey the government's rules so that the dates given for the lifting of restrictions may not be hindered and unnecessary lives lost. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those families who are prevented from visiting sick or confused elderly relatives or young grandchildren and hope that we will soon be reunited with family, friends and all those we hold close. As we pray for the sick, we keep in our prayers Wendy and in a moment of silence, we pray for anyone in need, known personally to us, needing that extra sprinkle of your love. We pray for all people suffering pain or worry from non-COVID ailments at this time. For those with hospital appointments or preparing for admission to hospital. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. Give strength and skill to all doctors, nurses and care workers. As we keep Rob and his family in our prayers, we pray for all those who have lost a loved one. And in the moment of quiet, we remember those now with you whose lives were special to us. May those for whom this earthly life is over rest in peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In the weeks that lie ahead, may we reflect your love in our families our church and our community, and in doing so, take the things we've learned, the prayers we've prayed, and keep the presence of God in our lives day by day, whatever might be ahead. Merciful God, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. join our prayers in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of your holy word. May it be a lantern to our feet, a light upon our paths, and a strength to our lives. Take us and use us to love and serve all people in the power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You send forth your Spirit, O Lord. You renew the face of the earth. You send forth your Spirit, O Lord. You renew the face of the earth. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in all his works. You renew the face of the earth. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. You send forth your Spirit, O Lord. You renew the face of the earth. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be with you and all those for whom you have a care, this day and evermore. Amen.